space, the final frontier. These are the voyages of the Starship Enterprise. Its five-year mission to explore strange new worlds, to seek out new life and new civilizations, to boldly go where no man has gone before. everyone, this is 30 Day Trek. I'm your host, Luke Cannon, and we are once again setting off with a Season 1 episode of the original series that's well-regarded, but not necessarily a go-to classic. Today we are covering This Side of Paradise. This is the one where the Enterprise travels to the planet of Omicron Seti 3 to catalog the destruction of a colony that has been bombarded by Berthold rays. But upon beaming down to the side of the colony, they discovered that the colonists are alive and well. They have also not done any of the agriculture that they set out to do, and are in perfect health to the point that they've been healed from past injuries or diseases and are in a constant state of euphoria. As Kirk and the landing party try to get some answers, Spock reunites with Layla, a botanist he had met on Earth six years prior and who could not return the affection she had for him. Layla then brings Spock to a flower indigenous to the planet that blasts spores in his face, and after experiencing pain, Spock experiences happiness and reconnects with Layla. Soon, everyone else in the landing party is hit with the spores, followed by the crew of the Enterprise as they stage the most casual mutiny in Starfleet history and head down to the planet, leaving Kirk alone. And after getting blasted with spores and about to abandon ship, Kirk shakes off the spores' influence with an overly dramatic, I can't leave, and realizes that anger and violent emotions are what's needed to counteract the spores. This leads to Kirk getting Spock to come back onto the Enterprise and a confrontation that is one of my favorite moments in the original series. All right, you mutinous, disloyal, computerized half-breed. We'll see about you deserting my ship. The term half-breed is somewhat applicable, but computerized is inaccurate. A machine can be computerized, not a man. What makes you think you're a man? You're an overgrown jackrabbit, an elf with a hyperactive thyroid. Ship. I don't understand. Of course you don't understand. You don't have the brains to understand. All you have is printed circuits. Captain, if you'll excuse me. What can you expect from a simpering, devil-eared freak whose father was a computer and his mother an encyclopedia? My mother was a teacher. My father, an ambassador. Your father was a computer, like his son. An ambassador from a planet of traitors. The Vulcan never lived who had an ounce of integrity. Captain, please don't... You're a traitor from a race of traitors. Disloyal to the core. Rotten like the rest of your subhuman race. And you've got the gall to make love to that girl. That's enough. Does she know what she's getting, Spock? A carcass full of memory banks who should be squatting in a mushroom instead of passing himself off as a man. You belong in a circus, Spock. Not a starship. Right next to the dog-faced boy. (laughs) 
Had enough? I didn't realize what it took to get under that thick hide of yours. Anyhow, I don't want you so mad about it. It isn't every first officer who gets to belt his captain several times. You did that to me deliberately. Believe me, Mr. Spark. It was painful in more ways than one. Spores. They're gone. I don't belong anymore. You said they were benevolent and peaceful. Violent emotions. Overwhelm them. Destroy them. I had to make you angry enough to shake off their influence. That's the answer, Mr. Spock. That may be correct, Captain. But trying to initiate a brawl with over 500 crewmen and colonists is hardly logical. I had something else in mind. Can you put together a subsonic transmitter, something we can hook into the communication station and broadcast over the communicator? It can be done. Good. Let's get to work. Captain. Striking a fellow officer is a court-martial offense. Well, if we're both in the brig, who's going to build a subsonic transmitter? That is quite logical, Captain. This Side of Paradise is low-key one of the more important episodes of the first season for its writer, Dorothy Catherine, a.k.a. DC Fontana. She was a writer who had written for a few other shows before she was briefly Gene Rottenberry's secretary, and then hired on as one of the writers on the original series. During the first season of TOS, she had previously written the episodes Charlie X and Tomorrow is Yesterday. This episode, however, was originally titled The Way of the Spores and written by Jerry Stoll, and the script was not working to Gene's satisfaction. So Jean gave the script to Dorothy and told her that if she could crack it, he would make her story editor. She read the script and figured out the two big things to change to make it work. In Stoll's original drafts, the flowers were all in a cave that the colonists and the crew would have to go to in order to get the spores. So rather than place them in an area that they could easily avoid, she made them grow all around the colony as part of the planet's flora and fauna. But the bigger change was that initially, it was Sulu who had gotten the spore influence and fallen in love with Layla, and that he had a condition that would have made him resign from Starfleet and that the spores would have cured. This plot element would later be recycled for Dr. McCoy in the third season episode, For the World is Hollow and I Have Touched the Sky. Dorothy realized that by making it a Spock story about him finally experiencing happiness with a former love of his, the episode would work much better. Thus, she cracked the episode, and at 27 years old, Dorothy Fontana became the youngest story editor working in Hollywood at the time, as well as the few women staff writers working on any network TV series, let alone a science fiction show. As for the episode itself, this is one of my favorite episodes for what I consider to be a somewhat funnier version of The Naked Time. With that episode, while there's the broadly comedic moment of Sulu fencing shirtless and sweaty, and Uhura's killer one line of, sorry, neither, after Sulu calls her a fair maiden, it also has the moment of Spock breaking down as he tries to control his emotions, and the tension of the ship almost crashing into the planet. So, I never really considered that episode to be overtly funny. Whereas here, between the recurring moment of the obviously fake-looking plants that ejaculate silver confetti, the image of Spock hanging off a tree branch with his ex and Kirk looking jealously at him, and DeForest Kelly playing up McCoy's southerness by calling Kirk Jimmy Boy and making an actual mint julep, I just find myself laughing more at this episode both intentionally and unintentionally. 
And just like the naked time, this side of paradise still balances out the campiness with the moment of Kirk hurling racial insults at Spock in order to break him out of his spore-induced euphoria. Having seen the deep friendship between Kirk and Spock throughout the first season, the moment still packs a punch, even though during the fight, when it cuts to the wide shot, you can clearly see that it's Shatner and Nimoy's stunt doubles. Thus, this episode helps to solidify the Kirk and Spock dynamic even further. This episode was also important for when Spock says that his mother was a teacher and his father was an ambassador as it planted the seed for the introduction of Sarek and Amanda Grayson in the classic season 2 episode Journey to Babel. The image of the empty bridge ended up becoming a godsend to the next generation for the season 6 episode Relics when Scotty uses the holodeck in order to see the original NCC-1701's bridge. And with Strange New World's body-checking continuity with their use of T'Pring and Nurse Chapel, I'll be curious about whether or not we'll see Layla show up in the third season or beyond. As for the criticism that the episode has gotten, most notably from the Mission Log podcast about how, with the spores being able to heal the body to beyond perfect health and instill happiness, benevolence, and peace with everyone, why would you want to take that away? I think the episode addresses that criticism, with Sandoval, after his euphoric state being snapped out of, realizing the stagnation that they've been in and that they've accomplished nothing in the time they've been there. And speaking as someone who has also stagnated for long stretches of time in between shows, it's important for someone's overall quality of life to be always challenging yourself and moving towards something. So for that, as well as the further insight into Spock, one of my favorite Kirk Spock moments, and the humor of the episode, This Side of Paradise is one of my favorite episodes of the original series. Join me tomorrow when we move on to Season 2, and we are reintroduced to one of my favorite side characters from the original series. Live long and prosper, and also, live well. (laughs) 